You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Internet. I'm Tyler James Nickel, and the Transformers the movie The Soundtrack is my perfect 10. Hello and welcome back to Perfect Ten. Uh, I am your host, Michael Cohen, uh, and I, I, uh, this is our. It's only our second episode. I can't believe it. I, it feels I've I've been talking about this on the internet for uh, the last couple months. So I feel like we should be further down the road than we are, but we're not. Uh, this is only the second episode, <laughs> um, and I, I I'm still kind of feeling out the format. Uh, exploring it, uh, exploring the space, as it were, um, and uh, I, being that I am in that zone right now with this podcast, trying to kind of figure out, you know, um, not so much what it is, but how we get to what I want it to be. I, I, I figured, I figured one of the safest ways to do that was to have on uh, a, a person who I consider a a consummate professional entertainer. I, I, a, a person who is just, uh, just as good as, as, as I am, if not excessively better at, uh, off the cuff and, uh, just kind of going with the flow, uh, and, uh, and, and, and living, living inside the chaos that can be, uh, I, you know, well, I mean, this is live to tape, but, but, uh, but, you know, he's a little bit more used to the, the live on stage sort of thing. Um, and that is, Tyler James Nickel. Uh Tyler, welcome welcome back to Thunderquack but to Perfect 10 for the Hello. first time. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the top 10 for the Perfect 10 numerically. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I yeah, so you've been on you've been on when at the beginning of the pandemic when we did Quarantine Zone mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were on an episode of that, which is actually not that dissimilar from from Perfect 10. Perfect 10 just has a little <laughs> bit more of a thesis behind it. Um and uh, and I think you you did like a regular episode of the Thunderquack podcast at one point subbing in for Amanda, I think. Uh, yeah, we we talked I, about some. I'm going to be honest, all, all all things I talk about become an instant blur. So Yeah. I'm yeah. sure I've talked to you. Oh. I remember you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what we did? We did the Lego episode. That's what we did. We recently. did adult we Lego. Did the Lego. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of, I do not like the Optimus Lego still. <laughs> yes. The face is weird. Uh, I don't like the face. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those fun. ones. It's a little bit off, but um, yeah. But I, 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 we're not going to talk about Lego on this one. Although Lego is a perfect 10, just as a concept, like just, it's just a as, a, as like, a concept, it's a perfect yeah. 10, yeah. but we've already done that. We've already done that. We're going to, we're going to get into something different. Now, when I pitched the show to you, mm-hmm. you instantly knew zero hesitation, what you yeah. wanted to talk about. And, and I, th- I believe like what I, what I, I don't know if I said this to you or if I think I maybe tweeted or something like that, but like you, I knew that like the show, the concept for the show made sense and, and like translated when I talked to you about it. Like when I pitched you coming onto it because your response was like, Oh yeah. Like Tyler gets the assignment. Like he absolutely <laughs> understands the assignment. Well, 
And for yeah, those out there who maybe don't understand the assignment, and I want to clarify what I say before we get into this. I just want to lay this yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. My perfect 10 isn't to say, one, this beats out all other competitors and is perfection. It is my perfect 10. This is, for me, my favorite thing of this genre. And and you could pick it at it. You could find other things. Really, like, what about this? This is better. Do you don't like that? Sure. This is mine. This is my yeah. my perfect yeah. 10 and it's this soundtrack (laughs) boom like and that's exactly it so like that's the that's the show right because like when i when when amanda when amanda retired from thunderquack um and 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 i had to like sort of sit in that for a minute and and go like okay if i'm gonna keep doing this um what do i want to (laughs) do and what it came down to was well, I just want to talk about things that are awesome and that I love um, with people that I like to talk to. That's what I want to do. Like, that's what Thunderquack was with Amanda. That's what Quiver started as. That's what Frontlines of Clone Wars podcast started as, was talking about these things that I love. Um, now, the problem with the TV show is that you're not in control from week to week. <laughs> that's true. You, can't, you don't get to decide level. whether or not that's a good episode. This is Bingo. So, like, as Arrow went on, that became a much more challenging prospect. Did you, um, would you say that that show had failed you and failed at City? It, it de- definitely did <laughs> fail at City. Although then in season five, it came back and it, and it redeemed itself. But then I'm proud of myself for knowing one Arrow reference while yeah, I only watched season, like half a season of that show. <laughs> six and seven, it, it squandered all of that goodwill that it built back up. It's so, so, such a, such a, such a shame. But um, anyway, so we're not here to talk about that. That's that. That's the point. Is that like I don't want to talk about stuff that bums me out. I just want to talk about like I just want to share joy on the internet, you know, and not but not in like I uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard this term, but uh, not in like a toxic positivity way because like the Star Wars fandom has this this aspect of it that is toxic positivity where there are certain people in the fandom. Most of them, I uh, guess what, uh, white, cis, het, males. I refuse to believe it. I can't, in their I can't thir- imagine that happening. Their, in their late 30s and early 40s. I'm in that- no way currently watching uh, Gail Simone engage with Snyder Trolls <laughs> and just the dark Bingo. spiral of why do you yeah. hate the things you love? Like, what is, <laughs> yeah, what is this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it's like, it's like that thing of like, of like almost to like counter the trolls they just come out and they just go like, I don't know why you guys are hating on this thing in star Wars because all star Wars is great. And it's like, well, that's just a lie. Like that's just an out and out lie. Um, like I loved book of Boba Fett, but I fully recognize that it is flawed as a television series Well, in that. Right? It's also not its own series, which is, but we can get <laughs> yeah, into that. That's it. So let's yeah. not get derailed from the no, glory exactly. we have before us, but exactly. Uh, speaking but, of which I did just, I bought a Lola toy today like the little nice. the little robot from yeah, uh, yeah. obi-wan from, I, I, yeah. i'm not telling you you know i'm telling the listener at home yeah. <laughs> i don't doubt that you know um yeah that's fantastic i i but yeah like so so i like i don't want to get into like that sort of a mode of like of like we're only talking about good happy things but it's it's more so just like finding things that bring us joy and then mm-hmm. just like and then let's just talk about it right um and so when when you responded with your pitch i was like done sold 
Like, let's go. Like, print it. We're done. Like, no no discussion required because absolutely 100%, I can agree with you that this is a perfect 10. I, why don't you explain mm-hmm. to those in the audience who maybe haven't experienced the glory of the Transformers colon the movie hyphen the yeah. soundtrack um it, t- let, let us know exactly like you know what break it all the way down i Wait, want well, you okay. how long i want you to tell me what a transformer is yeah how, well how long is this podcast supposed to be <laughs> uh, we're here we're here for as long as it takes Tyler. okay cool uh so in 1955 <laughs> the kakara company was founded <laughs> <laughs> This is like uh, this, this is like talking about Nintendo, and you're like, well, have you ever heard of Hanafuda cards? Yeah, uh, no, I'll go back. I don't give a shit. Let's do this thing. Uh, so Takara was founded in the 50s, and about the mm-hmm. 70s, they started doing the thing based off of their uh, Microman change toys, uh, which were actually smaller versions of their remakes of the GI Joe figures from Hasbro that they had licensed. Mm-hmm. Um, they realized that, like, hey, World War figures in Japan those aren't going to sell super awesome when they're all American. So instead they made them see through and added robot parts inside. And then like, these are awesome. And then plastic started costing too much. And they're like, you guys like the mini versions, right? So they made the Microman micro change line. Um, And that became the Diaclone line. And then Hasbro bought the Diaclone line back from Takara and turned it into Transformers. And then later Transformers would cross over with G.I. Joe, even though they are based off original designs licensed from and repurposed by a different company. Anyways, so that's the Transformers toy line. (laughs) So what is a Transformer, though? Like, what, like, 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 as we know, what is it? Is a bioorganic life form from planet Cybertron. Um, we usually deal with it from the eighties. We're dealing with the great Autobot Decepticon resource war of Cybertron, where they have left Cybertron and gone through a tunnel into time and crashed on earth in ancient times, only to be awoken later by an earthquake to once again, resume their energon focused war with us caught in the crosshairs as humans. So that was season. That's the opening of season one of, okay. of the transformers. Um, so keeping in mind that the Transformers, uh, Hasbro was grabbing just every toy license they can find with it. Um, so a thing I find really fun, I mean, just because I love Transformers so much, um, is that you got your trucks, you got your cassette tapes, you got your guns. Uh, they just decided all of those work at the same scale. It's fine. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about that. But one of the things that a lot of people I don't think even notice, and this is just a Bumblebee fun fact for you, Bumblebee is a toy car. So Bumblebee wasn't based off of a car that turns into a robot and then they made a toy of it. The original Bumblebee in the Diaclone line was a toy car that turned into a little tiny robot. So he is also completely wrong in the scale of the show. (laughs) I just want to point that out. So if you're like, all the scale is wrong. There was no universal scale. They were just grabbing everything. Jetfire's from Macross. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jetfire's not even actually a Transformer. Yeah. Yeah. It's to anyone unfamiliar with Transformers at this point, it sounds like I've had several strokes all layered on top (laughs) of each other. The important thing to keep in mind is Hasbro wanted to license the transforming toy lines from Japan. They grabbed as many as they could. And they're like, Hey, American kids won't just buy toys despite how awesome they are Mm -hmm. without a good show behind it. And we know this because GoBots came out six months before Transformers did, and it didn't do as well. It did good for a little bit. It did just as good for a little bit because it was cheaper and parents liked mm-hmm. that. But the show was not the same level. It was not the same standard of storytelling and yeah. adventure. 
And so that thing just tanked. Also, I'm going to just say GoBots aren't as good as Transformers. Is, you know, I I mean, like, I don't think that you're going to. I don't, not I don't think. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you, this is not a controversial statement. I will say that um, naming your motorcycle character Psykill is a great choice, but. <laughs> yeah. Like, it it's was the simplicity it, of the GoBots. You just like two yeah. flips, you're done. Yeah. It's not to say that GoBots weren't cool, right? Yeah. It's just to say that Transformers were at the time like the coolest, <laughs> right? Like because right. cause Transformers even I I essentially like predate I I think like the majority of the things that we consider that like the eighties pop culture stuff, um, like, like Ninja Turtles and stuff, the, the, the stuff that bleeds a little bit more into the nineties. Like I feel like mm-hmm. GI Joe and transformers specifically live in the eighties. Right. Like I, I, cause even being born in 85 transformers, like just missed me. Right. Like, like right. I, I, it's not that I wasn't fully aware of what a transformer was and I had transformer toys, but my brother who was born in 81 was much more of a transformers fan than he ever was a Ninja Turtles or I, uh, you know, I uh, like, like even like getting into like the 90s stuff, like the Spider-Man X-Men stuff, you know, gargoyles, Darkwing Duck, that sort of Disney afternoon era. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so like, yeah, like, like, I feel like there was like sort of the, the, the Trinity of the eighties would have been Transformers, GI Joe, and then coming on in, in the mid eighties, uh, with He-Man and Masters of the Universe, right? Like, uh, I think just to put nostalgia sort of in some people's heads listening, I will say the day that, uh, Disney adventures, those little books were no longer available out by the check stands hmm. for like grocery stores we lost something as a culture <laughs> when you couldn't oh. just get your disney updates in the disney adventures little like, oh my god Reader's digest that's books. a you know what like that's a whole other episode like <laughs> disney adventures is a perfect 10 episode all by itself and we could get into that because like when i think back on stuff and it's like how did i know about these things how did i know about boy meets world coming to tgif that i cared and then i it the answer is always Oh yeah, I must have read about it in Disney Adventures because that was there was no internet. That's how we got our news. Yep, that's um, just how we did it. Yeah, uh, that's how I knew that Beasties was coming on TV. That's how I knew what reboot was, right? Like, like all of that stuff. Um, okay, but so like, so so get it. Give, getting back. The TV on topic. show comes out. The TV show yeah. gets comes out. All right, so we we got the TV show out. The toy line's doing great. Hasbro is, I imagine, a money printing factory fueled by joy and other powdered uh, items. But (laughs) don't want to get specific. I still want to have a job later. But (laughs) uh, Marvel is making the comics and naming the characters. Uh, Bob Budiansky is like responsible for so many of the amazing character names we have um, for that. But but they've run into the problem, which is they got more toys coming out. And an ensemble cast in a TV show can only be so big before you ca- stop caring about people. Yeah. So on paper, how do you murder your cast? <laughs> and like, this is, this is pre like Buffy episodes. This is pre game of Thrones. Transformers is about to just lay waste to a childhood with no thought of the aftermath. <laughs> yeah. And that is done through the absolutely beautiful 1986 classic film, the Transformers colon the movie. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination, as the tagline reads. Yeah, and I mean, like, like for 1986, that was absolutely true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will say, too, like, in the 80s, you know, like, we, we, for people that lived through the golden era of 2D animated Disney films, mm-hmm. we were used to going to the theater, having our mind blown, finding some animation. 
you look back, particularly, I want to say, on the Shout Factory remasters of this movie, because I own every anniversary cut of Transformers, because of course I do. But you look back at these remasters of it, and that is a beautifully animated film. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. genuinely, not just like, like, you know, like, whether or not you like the story or it's a bunch of fighting toys or whatnot, like, holy crap, the detail in that thing. It's north american animation nowadays when like you joke about like oh it's the north american version of an anime it's like how dumbed down can they make it how simplified can the line work be but yeah. like that thing is every frame is a work of art it is god oh god the, the the unicron stuff is just right? like because because like when you get to unicron like what you're talking about is a very simple concept what if the death star was a transformer right like you know that that was the pitch they were like we're making a movie what's the biggest movie in this, like, I mean, like, honestly, at the time, 1986, what's the biggest movie? Right. It's the Star um, Wars trilogy, right? So it's like, how do I, we make our Transformers <laughs> into Star Wars? Well, we'll get the guy from Star Wars to be the new Megatron. They kind of missed the mark on that one, but but they thought they were on the right track. I mean, like, I'm still happy with the casting, but um, I, I, they, they picked the wrong star they picked uh, the wrong star. I was going to say, I'm yeah. pretty sure we got a trek off that war, but still. Yeah. yeah. And no, also, if you want to describe they, Unicron, they yeah. um, and this is this could be an error. This is just the, the rumor of the internet of what he said. I believe Orson Welles was quoted as saying, I play a big toy that eats smaller toys. And this was his last role, as far as I know, besides like some unreleased stuff later. But like this yeah. was his like last recorded role before his passing. Yeah. And bless yeah. his heart for obviously not giving a shit but that really works for the character like unicron's detachment from emotion actually does make him more menacing yeah yeah the the way in which unicron does not care about the plot line of this film (laughs) is like it 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 does absolutely sell that like oh wow he's like a cosmic being like we're ants to him all of us right uh the, the transformers are not even a thing he's too concerned about much less human beings so uh, for of those course, of course that's his downfall. Uh with the Transformers the movie. First of all, uh pause this podcast. We will wait the yeah. hour and a half. Uh you can come right back. Uh enjoy. Um but now that you're back, congratulations. You're welcome. Uh the Transformers the movie follows 20 years past season 2, which is an amazing time jump in a kids cartoon show. They're like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. by the way, if you didn't watch yeah. the movie when you're coming back, it's two decades later." <laughs> like just have fun with that. Yeah. Um, in the in the far flung future of t- two thousand and seven, right? Is that uh, two thousand five? Two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. twenty years canonically from the eighty five. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So and then the opening scene. So a lot of people for this movie remember it as the death of Optimus Prime. Uh, spoilers <laughs> for a movie from the eighties. But um, and that's because it's very impactful. They linger on that bedside as someone who has been bedside on the passing of a loved one that scene is pretty accurate to how it feels <laughs> like it's not great. It is a stab in the heart of your childhood. Yeah. But also like if you were a big fan of the transformers at the start, like ratchet gets shot prowl, yeah. you see fire billow out of his mouth as he just like unceremoniously eats one. Like it's, <laughs> it is a brutal, like, but, like, Oh yeah. man, my favorite characters. I like the bad guys. I like Megatron and Starscream. Well, watch them die on screen, I guess. <laughs> like, it's it it's the 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 thing that I love the most about the Transformers Cole in the movie is that like if you watch the first two seasons of Transformers like all of these battles are just uh, just like GI Joe it's just lasers 
Oh yeah, there's like, never stakes. No one has ever died in this <laughs> yeah, show. No, but like rarely That's do not the true. Blasts Jetfire even... dies in his opening episode when he's That's Skyfire, true. That's but true. still. <laughs> uh, rarely do the blasts even like connect, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like usually an episode is banter, 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 and then somebody shoots a cliff and then the cliff, maybe some rocks fall on somebody. And that's like the most violent it ever gets in a Transformers. Most of the time, it's just the, you know, all the, the, the Decepticons found some Energon and we got to stop them from taking that Energon because if they get the Energon, then they'll win. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just, oh, we just got to stop them wherever, like they're getting it from the whatever, the hoover dam i don't know i uh, obviously that's a that's more of a of a modern they, no they they, reference, stri- but... they straight up they straight up got stuff from the hoover dam before okay they do that yeah. okay yeah, but i'm not, not misremembering that's no yeah. no and it all just comes out of a cube in Soundwave's yeah. chest it's a weird series but anyways so this movie <laughs> but, 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 yeah theater, so the, the, you're watching the movie, movie just like yeah it it goes right in and it's just like it's been, they've been fighting for 20 years but like this time this time everyone's playing for keeps for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you come in this, we got like the usual cast of characters. You got your Peter Cullen Optimus Prime. You got your Frank Welker Megatron Soundwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Burton's showing up, by the way, if you've never clicked on Corey Burton's name. Look it up. He's done a lot of stuff in your childhood. Yeah, uh, I want to say, fun. anytime I say another human's name, I'm not vouching for them as a person, just in case years down the line, we find yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just a disclaimer I do when I talk about yeah. other people these days. But then you start seeing down this cast, you got like Leonard Nimoy, Judd Nelson, Eric Idle. We've already mentioned Orson Welles, Unsolved Mysteries, Robert Stack. Like you've got <laughs> a lot yeah. to work with here. The one girl character, you know, there's a lot, anything you want. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the glaring <laughs> oversight from the TV series of like, wait, wait, where do baby transformers come from? Uh, and they, they, they cleared that up for us though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. most importantly, what you have in this is, is an, it's a performer who's not saying anything in it, but they are making the goddamn movie and their name is Vince DiCola. Yes. And Vince DiCola lays down this, the score for the transformers call in the movie. And it is a thing of, of truth and beauty. It is a magnificent backing score. And so that's me now transitioning us into Transformers colon the movie hyphen original motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean like, like fresh off of Rocky four, which yeah. I, I mean like watch Rocky four. Okay. If you haven't watched Rocky four, you can stop the podcast here and go and watch Rocky one through four. You can stop there if you really want to, and then just yeah. wait for Creed. But I, I, I guess Balboa is maybe worthwhile, but not really. Um, but you but, come back and you tell me that Polly's robot didn't have an awesome theme song. <laughs> <laughs> but Rocky four and, and the transformers, the movie soundtrack, like these scores, they are the same score. They are the same score. I like I, I it, it's I, I that, I'm not saying that he recycled music. I'm just saying that if you put these two scores in, oh, yeah. he was uh, in like, a into a playlist on shuffle, it's like, yeah, cool. But you know what? That's exactly the gravitas that we needed in mm-hmm. Transformers the movie, right? Is we need we needed the exact same level of gravitas that Rocky Four has. Uh, and that is somewhat tongue in cheek, but also hundred percent serious on that. Well, if you're gonna have a, a 
track on the track listing called death of optimus prime i want some gravitas to that yeah yeah it's fantastic like the guy goes from from uh from composing the music for the you know i i don't know if there's actually music over the death of apollo creed because it's kind of chaotic in that movie sorry spoilers for rocky four i but uh, like both of these movies that he does the score for within a year like they both start with uh, with a beloved character just dying on screen in the most like heartbreaking way imaginable. I mean, the way oh, yeah. that Optimus just like the color fades from him, and it's like, how do That's we show that a such... cartoon has died? Right? Like, like no, no, no. We want there to be no question in a child's mind that their yeah. robot space truck dad has just been done. He is out. He is finished yeah. now. Yeah, this guy's not coming back, you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. We literally are going to have to have another Autobot standing there showing a readout of his flat line. Like, we are going to give this one. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so this movie comes out, and this soundtrack is just wall-to-wall from track one, The Touch, to track ten, Dare to be Stupid, performed by Weird Al. One of the best goddamn soundtracks for getting hyped in the history because it's even it's got the peaks it's got the valleys it's got a band that was renamed by the studio for the release of the album sorry kick axe and it is just magnificent and i want to say i was looking up the other day lion who redid the the transformers theme for it mm-hmm. improved that theme so much oh it's the definitive version right like yeah. I, like um uh, every, every one of these 80s properties that gets a movie, you know, uh, eventually, you know, like like they redo the theme songs because the theme songs were the thing in the 80s and 90s. Right. And 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 you can find like like oh, which one of these movies actually did the best one. Right. But Transformers, the movie is one of the few I feel that like right off the bat, like like in in the same era, managed to iterate on their theme song and like make it the theme song to the extent that like, I believe when it comes back as G2, right. It like, they use the movie theme song in the show. Yeah, right. Well, what's, so if you listen to, and I was actually watching a breakdown of the uh, theme song, which I wish I could remember whose video I was watching at. Um, when we post this later, I'll try to like tweet it or something, but he was mentioning how in the original theme song for it, it was a, like, it's a jingle. Like they literally, it was a good jingle. It's real catchy, but when they converted it to a theme song, there's like, audio stutters to it there's literal parts mm-hmm. where it just like breaks the rhythm and like restarts certain parts of it in the background because they were trying to loop it into something longer and just whiffed it um so there's like the line of like autobots fight to battle to the decepticons and like i don't have to say all the lyrics here you know i know them. Yeah, yeah i'm not gonna say but like it goes like the decepticons and that like breaks the rhythm and in the new theme mm. song by Lion, they actually give it like a little beat of like of bum 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 the Decepticons, and like it just everything with that yeah. theme song is just like you want to just be standing shit like yeah yeah you show them <laughs> yeah you transform the hell out of this situation yeah it 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 cranks it I mean like the the whole soundtrack right the whole soundtrack cranks it to eleven I uh, all of all of these like all of the lyrical songs, right? All of the original songs composed, not just the the score, but like the actual song songs are yeah, just every all single like, song is about how you're awesome and there's yeah. stuff in your way and we get that it's going to be hard, but goddamn, you're making it through this. And it's just so motivational. <laughs> yeah. Even um, there to be stupid. It's like, Hey, you're an idiot. 
but you got this. But yeah, it's like it's but it's a song about how like being an idiot is the coolest thing you could possibly do right now, <laughs> which does actually make sense in the context of the film, right? Like yeah, this yeah. when we meet the junkions, that's exactly what we got to do. We have to we got to we got to communicate to them on their level and they are dumb. Uh <laughs> they so, they learned how to communicate via television. So uh, But yeah, yeah, all of them are just like pure and i mean like it was a chosen sound everything about this movie was a calculated ad mm-hmm. and and like i'm not pretending that it wasn't and I, what i want to say is it worked they calculated it like they were trying yeah. really hard to get a certain emotion they again forgot that children have emotional connections to characters <laughs> that was a bit of a whoopsie ding on their fault um the story as i've been told it before was that there was a delay in the gi joe film and it was actually supposed to come out first with the death of Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see the reaction. Was, so Optimus dies in this one and the G.I. Joe film's about to come out. And they're like, hey, so Duke's going to just go into a coma. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. he got shot in the chest with a snake. A snake was in his chest now. And they're like, heck of a coma. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look, look, comas are mysterious, all right? Yeah, uh, comas are get-out-of-jail-free card on the we-accidentally-ruined <laughs> childhood. And there's a lot of people like, oh, this ruined my childhood. Like, I can understand this film genuinely, like, breaking something in a child watching yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> Which, yeah. again, is magic. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where this soundtrack comes from. Uh, I listen to it at least once a week. Uh, and it is one of my favorite pop culture artifacts in the world. I think we're up to speed now on like where it exists in the world. Is that where we wanted to get for this? Just a half hour into this record or something? Yeah, no, I think so. And and I and I and, and I mean we've talked we've talked a, a little bit of you know the how it came to be and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a toy ad. At the end of the yeah. day, this was a toy ad from 1986, indicating that they were moving from the season two toys into the season three toys. Yeah, Galvatron's in the mix. Hot Rodimus is in the mix. You know, um, we're going. We're we're yeah. This yeah, because it's like um, I I the movie ones are I guess Gen three, right? Uh, or are they like Gen two point five? I think it's Gen because uh, I know Gen two Megatron is the green camouflage tank. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But then like Galvatron and Megatron started becoming two different characters, which who does that? And then it's just, it was weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, I, like I would, he... I would look more. I'm literally, my microphone right now is on my stack of Transformers DVDs. That's what I first grabbed to like stack it up higher towards the, be a better angle. So it's hard for me to look up that way. So. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean like, like gen two Optimus never appears in the cartoon series that's one of the things is that like because he's a he's a completely different kind of truck right like he's a because because the optimist that everybody sort of knows and loves is the actually you know what in the year 2022 i don't know that i can actually say that because kids now have grown up with optimist from uh from the bay films right um which like the optimist in the michael bay films actually is more designed after gen 2 optimus than it is after the original Optimus. he is also obscenely violent that (laughs) optimus like speaking of just like people like oh they killed Optimus in the michael bay films that optimus is the least heroic leader of a team of heroes in the history of film yeah (laughs) he will literally slice a dude in half with his sword he he said give me your face to someone and ripped their face off yeah like yeah. he has removed heads and spines before my guy is brutal 
Yeah, yeah. Those 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 movies I I fail to capture the spirit of what made the Transformers. Bumblebee. Uh, Bumblebee, yeah, Bumblebee is yeah, making up. Of course, corrects. But then, but it was too little, too late at that point because <laughs> after at, what was the one right before it? The the last night, the last I think? night, and <sighs> that one, that one poisoned the well so much that they were like, okay, 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 we're going back to the eighties, and it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? These movies never were never in the eighties, and like, yeah, 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 it's a reboot, and then people are like, it's a reboot, and they're like, well, it's a kind of a reboot and you're so like, those oh, movies it has the to later ones the later movies starred mark Wahlberg as a scientist because of course he is <laughs> but in the 97 film boogie nights mark Wahlberg sang the touch by stan bush which was track one off the soundtrack i got us back on track we're, we're good everybody we're doing great there and <laughs> we're back so, into stan, it. so stan bush here's the thing about stan bush that i find if a man has ever written a career off of a song <laughs> like the touch is such a seminal eighties banger, right? Like it is yeah. just, it is, it's, it's the thesis of like eighties hair metal sort of like, like that vibe. Right. Um, and not to mention the fact that its whole purpose is to sell toys, uh, to sell chunks of plastic to children, to, to, to unwise children. Um, Some of it was also diecast metal. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, and yet, like Stan Bush, nobody knows who Stan Bush is unless you're a Transformers <laughs> fan. So it's one of those things of like of like him being like so iconically like the sound of the 80s. I mean, like I, I had tweeted earlier that I think that this soundtrack might be like the most 80s movie soundtrack ever. Right. And like stranger things is like hey we're gonna we're gonna manufacture an 80s soundtrack for for our tv show and i'm like yeah but it doesn't come anywhere near it doesn't no, come and it's not close. even it's not even that long of a soundtrack it's only 37 no. minutes um 37 and change but like it's a pretty short soundtrack we're in and out it only you it's not it's not a playlist like i want to say like in terms of great soundtrack like you want to go james gunn and just find his playlist for stuff that man curates a playlist it's magnificent but in terms of like there's like four bands there's stan bush energy vince decola uh kick axe also specter general in this and then like special appearance by weird al like that's oh lion doing the soundtrack doing the theme song Um, man if if i you know just saying like i probably should have wikipedia open to do this but <laughs> this <is> just... <laughs> it's better that you don't it's better that you don't oh i am alone yeah, in the just... room a lot anyways <laughs> um yeah but by but yeah, design but like, so. it's just these couple of bands and like yeah. every song they made for this we're like that's our career now this is like every if we don't play this anytime we perform anywhere we're going to have yeah. people disappointed. These songs from this soundtrack are what we're doing for the rest of our lives now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like most bands from the eighties have, have like two or three songs that, that you know them for, but yeah, Stan Bush. No, it's just the one. It's really just the one. And I, uh, I, yeah, every time that they've tried to like go back and uh, recapture that magic, it just doesn't work, but it's funny. He, Stan that, Bush that, tried to do it for the new movies and he added a yeah. rap. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It yeah. wasn't good. It wasn't a good choice. He added, he added a rap two decades after that was the cool thing to do. Yeah, like, it was like it was like Stan. Um, it's not 1993. It's this no. isn't what we do anymore. Um, 
but uh it's so funny because right now there's like a meme going on going around on twitter and i'm sure probably uh tiktok more so than twitter but i'm not on tiktok that much uh but uh the the uh if this movie came out in 2007, 2007 yeah and it's always like it's like the end of the movie and then it like a lincoln park song plays right and then the 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 biggest joke of all of it is that then people are like they 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 do like the the uh the transformer it, it, it cuts 2007 good, yeah. and it's like is that not just how that movie ends like, yeah, like that's how that movie ends <laughs> like i i don't know because i'm not gonna go back and watch transformers we are here gonna... we are waiting <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's yeah just... um but it's it's funny because like i think that kids who were like i i you know uh, like in their in their early teens in 2007 probably feel very similarly about that movie that uh that we do about transformers the movie from from 86 right like that like well if, for them, if you're a like, real child of the is. internet you recognize the Unicron medley from being the opening of Newgrounds.com. Um, cause it used to be when you opened up Newgrounds, you'd get like the do do doom 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 Like you'd get that sound. I'm just saying, it's in there. It's imprinted in my brain. But um, so this yeah. soundtrack, if you ever need an uplift, you, you got I, I'm gonna list off I don't know which one of these is your favorite. I don't know how the m- format of this show works. I'm talking about favorite tracks off the soundtrack already. No, yeah, go for it. So like out of the ones with lyrics, you've got the touch by Stan Bush, you've got Dare by Stan Bush, <laughs> you've got Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way by Spectre General, uh, Hunger by Spectre General, and I mean the and the theme. Those are like the one and then Dare to Be Stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those are great. I don't know which one's your favorite. I think you tweeted it, but I can let you say it. I think it was yeah for me for me it is dare and and it's and it's specifically because of sort of like its placement in the movie um just which remind people please (laughs) i yeah well i mean like it's it's like that's that's pretty much like from the beginning of the film right like Mm -hmm. i i it's it's sort of our introduction to hot rod um and so it it almost in a way like it it I mean, the touch is also kind of his thing as well, but the touch is more about the, 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 the passing oh of the torch. The, the ma- the, yeah. The matrix, right? Like um, I was going to say the spark. It's like, it's not the spark. It's the matrix in this one. They didn't really start um, doing spark stuff until beast wars. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became the mm-hmm. all spark in the movies, right? In the new yeah. movies. Um, yeah. So like, like the touch, I associate much more with the matrix and the way that like, like the force theme is sort of, is you know, it can, it, in Star Wars can kind of apply to anybody using mm-hmm. the force. Um, the touch is like anybody who gets the matrix of leadership and, and, and uh, like any time that that sort of is a, is a concern in the film, we get a little bit of the touch. Right. Um, and obviously when he transforms into Rodimus prime, we get the, we get like the full, the fullness of the touch and that stuff is awesome. But there's just something about like, I really love the opening of the movie. Like, I really love the world that they set up of like, Mm -hmm. like the, the, the Autobots have been here for 20 years. It's actually like for them, for the most part, it's been peaceful for a while. Like they've defeated the Decepticons, we think, right? Like, and so like they've built, they've built, um, 
Oh man, what's the name of the city? I can't I can't think of it. It's right it's now. Autobot City. Autobot City. <laughs> it's not that it's complex. Doy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there's like uh, Metroplex and stuff later in the series. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If memory serves, it's, I could yeah, be wrong, no, auto- but if memory right, serves, you're right, you're right. It's Autobot City. Um and we get like it like it comes at you so fast at the beginning of the movie where they're like they're like, it's 20 years later. And also uh Sam Wiki has a son. His name's Daniel. He's going to be the kid in this one because it's 20 <laughs> years later. So he's old now. Um, also, like, like he's in space. Like the kid from the fir- from the TV show. Yeah, he's in space with a bunch of the Autobots and they're making And he's going to say the word shit once so we can get a yeah. PG-13 rating. I... Uh, I, and, I uh, and, and hot rod, like, like it's, it's just this great introduction to the character of like him sort of being this, um, very like seminal mid eighties, like, like you can't tell me what to do kind of teenage character, um, a play voiced by Judd Nelson perfectly. Right. Like, like what perfect casting in the era of the breakfast club, you mm-hmm. get, <laughs> you get Judd Nelson to come in and play this sort of rebel, without a cause uh autobot um who like the fate of the galaxy is gonna depend on right so like like the and they're like they're fishing and everything's like just this it's just this like wonderful perfect world that they've created that you're like i want to go to there i want to i want to hang out in autobot city and go fishing with hot rod um and then everything goes to hell and everyone starts dying right like it's just it's just completely obliterated um and 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 then like the character like hot rod goes on such a such a journey throughout it of like like learning what it means to be a hero um and and meanwhile like we've introduced i i oh my god why can't i think of anybody's names uh the other the the guy who's supposed to be the the, oh, the leader of the ultra Autobots. magnus ultra magnus thank you um who is basically just like a bigger more powerful optimist right like we look at him and we're like you're in, like optimus in the prime, toy line yeah he is literally a white optimus prime with another set of toys on top of him like that yeah is with like a with a bigger he, trailer right he is yeah. optimus prime plus like that is yeah. what he is in the toys yeah, so like, so we're introduced to this this character, and it's like, well, obviously he's going to be the new leader of the Autobots, but but you know, like if you pay attention to the lyrics in Dare, you then you would know right off the bat. Come on, this Ultra Magnus guy does it. Like he might he might on paper like his resume might look like he's the right guy to lead the Autobots, but I think we all know because it's the '80s. I think we all know what it's actually going to take to lead the mm. Autobots. And that's the heart of a hero, right? Like that's, and that's what, like, Transam. <laughs> yeah. And he's got to be a badass car with flames, orange on flame paint job. Yeah. Um, and like, and, and like, it, this is, this is the telling thing, right? Like my two favorite transformers from like the old school stuff are, uh, uh, hot rod and, um, sideswipe, like, which are mm. basically the same, type of car right they're both they're both you know okay, like like you're gonna do side you're not even gonna do sun streaker which is just sideswipe yellow <laughs> no because the sideswipe's red so yeah <laughs> like what, what, what why would i want the yellow, yellow? <laughs> 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 they're 
Is um, it, just like I like, but I like cliff jumper. Or why I'm doing so great on dating apps right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, I like cliff jumper more than I like bumblebee. Right, same reason, same reason. Red, red's better. Because you like a one. character that dies a bunch. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like so. I don't know. Like I just I associate that song so heavily with with that opening of the movie and and sort of like the beginning of the arc of that character that uh that that i think like that's the one that like because well what are we talking about what's the what's the thing in a in a in a soundtrack that's all hype what's the measure of success right and for me it's like which one of these songs gets you the most hype and for me it is it's absolutely dare um and which hey, bold choice. bold choice to have a song called dare and then another song called dare to be stupid on the same soundtrack <laughs> i i mean like yeah they, they they did it and they didn't even care they were like whatever you know what it's the transformers colon the movie so that's that for me that's that's, that's, the that's one. a good choice yeah. it's a solid choice my song is also for a hot rod scene just not that hot rod scene uh because okay, personally so- yeah. I like one of my songs is actually a cover song on this one. Um, so this song was originally written, according to my notes, uh, for the 1984 film Savage Streets, starring Linda Blair, uh, which has an amazing poster. And don't read anything else about that movie. For the love of God, don't bring that movie up. Uh, terrible things happen in that movie. <laughs> like, you know, all the words that would get this demonetized? that movie but uh if you, if you want to see a real busty linda blair holding a crossbow the co- the poster's fine for that anyways so that the was poster written- is everything you need and none of the stuff you don't just right. don't read the tagline on the poster either because even that is actually like i'm not even joking it's really really bad um i'm laughing it's a deeply violent terrible movie anyways but that song was written for that and then covered uh by kick axe turned specter general um and their cover is so much better than the original it's it really really right, did, it did you did you did you say the title of the song oh sorry uh nothing's gonna stand in our way okay okay is a is my favorite one on that and so that plays hot rod is fixing up cup he's underwater on quintessa and he's just like fighting robot squids and shark <laughs> and yeah. just giving them the bit he suddenly has a buzzsaw hand he is just like giving them the business it's the first time when you're like hey we're all right with this guy. Like at the beginning, you know, it was like, Oh, Hey, we're having a fun adventure, but this is one where it's like, nah, he's got this handled. He's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that, that's the turning point in the movie, right? Like that, that, cause that's kind of when we're at, at our, our point of like, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this one off guys. Like everybody's died. And uh, like all, all of the good transformers are not here. All we have left is the old guy who tells war stories, the girl one, uh, and the and 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 the cocky kid and and the and the leader that doesn't listen to anybody uh that just just uh says that he's the leader right and we're kind of mm. like oh, i don't know i don't know if we have the makings of a of a of a of a team of uh you know uh, uh worthy autobots to succeed the the og right but that's where talking, that's where sorry, it's like I am- he, I'm just yeah, quickly sending you the uh, poster for Savage Street so you can see the terrible, terrible thing. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, very important. Um, yeah. But so, and then I just want to say, so this brings me naturally, I wanted to do that. So there wasn't the setup for it, but my brain is now telling me this is the setup for it. Speaking of cover songs, if you want to truly enjoy the soundtrack for the Transformers colon the movie hyphen the soundtrack, there is a band called Cybertronic Spree that puts on cosplay 
of the Transformers, lead singers. You got Hot Rod and RC going up there. And their covers of this soundtrack, I did the Kickstarter for it. I paid the monies. I got the patches, the pins, the stickers. It is fantastic. They just slay that synth rock. And like, it is a truly great way to enjoy this soundtrack. They've even started making their own songs based off this style of stuff. And like, it is a gosh darn treat to listen to, but do not deprive yourself of also watching the music videos for it. Cause they're dare to be stupid cover. I will say it's hard to cover a weird Al song. They did a very good job. Yeah, it's the, the the funny thing about that is that like obviously Weird Al, known as the guy who does parody covers of other people's songs, very few, in my opinion. Now Curtis Finley, uh, I, I, who listeners would know, the the host of the Epic Marvel podcast, he is the biggest Weird Al fan that I know. So he'd get mad at me for saying this. Um, I don't personally think that Weird Al has that many like original original songs that that are you know like bangers like yeah like he's got there are some cute ones but most of his I, original songs eh, eh, I can't take it early here's the, here's the, okay i'm gonna i gotta step in i gotta step yeah, in. yeah yeah you go ahead you got his original songs aren't his well-known songs yes his original songs and most of his original songs will still be in the like style alikes rather than sound alike stuff of stuff but yeah. like he's got one called dog eat dog that's like a devo cover one uh, he's got one called like Close But No Cigar. Uh, that's another solid just one, like the ones that aren't doing that. Um, if you're telling me his the Weird Al love ballads aren't bangers, I don't, I don't know where we can go in this conversation from here. Okay. But like you got it. I'm just saying from my from my personal perspective, <laughs> right? Like I just but they're not uh, his A-list yeah. songs. I will I will say they're not yeah. his fan favorites besides Dare to Be Stupid. Dare to be stupid is by far but, Dare, but yeah the the conne- the connection to the transformers i think makes dare to be stupid this one that i, sort of I have out. to st- i misspoke earlier dare to be stupid is his devo sound alike dog eat dog is his um not they might be giants talking heads sound alike okay. and if i didn't correct that it was gonna bother me <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody listening to this podcast was going to correct you, right? No, but, I was uh, going to listen to it yeah. later and shout at myself through it. So yeah. I just need to know. Don't worry, we got it, bud. We corrected it. It's fine. You were going to tweet angrily at yourself. Um, but Dare to Be you. Stupid is such a yeah. Devo song that, like, Devo oh is like, yeah, that's is that one of ours? Is that ours? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark Mothersbaugh is like, all right, all right. We'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can play that. We'll we'll put it in our set list. It's There's fine. no way they have not played Dare to Be Stupid in concert. Oh my god! I, yeah, but yeah. So so to so to cover Weird Al, I think is is uh that's it's a bold move, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, that's a very bold move to cover Weird Al, the guy who is known for covering other people. Um, I uh, I mean not necessarily straight covers, but you guys know what I mean. I. Uh, but yeah, I I, I mean, Dare also, to be what stupid a ta- is, what a is, talent though for someone who has covered every genre of music known to man. Like just oh my you know, god, not, I, I weird, I'm surely yeah. the first person who has said I think Weird Al is a pretty good musical artist. I think I'm the first one to say yeah. that. No Grammys at all have ever said this. No, no, there's no like there's no like unequivocal truth I I, I out there to to. There to is no mockumentary point. biopic coming out starring Daniel Radcliffe about Weird Al Yankovic oh that we have to worry and, about. Okay, so quick sidetrack because we're, we're talking about <laughs> I, Weird Al. I got us there. I got us there. What when the trailer dropped for for Weird, right? Uh, for 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 the the movie that's coming out, 
in, in just a couple of months. I'm so excited. I, I watched that and was like, yes, of course. Of course, Weird Al's biopic is an absurd f- farce, right? Like, it's not like, a, why would anybody make an actual biopic about oh, Weird yeah. Al's career? Because his career is, like, interesting, um, you know, and you want to watch, like, the VH1 behind the music or whatever. It's like, there's definitely, like, his his uh, his rise to fame is is definitely an interesting story, but it is not the thing of like dramatization right like it's I, a polite uh, man doing hard work and asking people nicely if it was bingo. okay if he did that <laughs> bingo yeah yeah um yeah the, the most salacious thing was the time that he got permission and then that person was like i don't like that you did that and he was like but you said it was okay and uh, he, did, <laughs> he did say that prince said he could never cover any of his songs so yes he do that. Like he's... <laughs> um i but yeah i i uh, yeah, but then people online reacting, some people who claim that they are Weird Al fans being like, this does not look like a, like the <laughs> true Weird Al. This, that, this makes no sense. Daniel Radcliffe is doing a terrible job of being Weird Al Yankovic. And it's like, you guys, mm. Al picked Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> and was, was there the whole time. Yeah. This is his choice. <laughs> You are say, not in on the joke about the guy who spent an entire career making jokes out of music. Like, come on, figure it out. Get me an accordion, right? Like, it's just like, to me, it's so pitch perfect. And if there's no Transformers content in that movie, that's the only thing that'll disappoint me is that like, I feel true. like it's, they've got it. They have to at least like hit that note of like, yeah, I, I want it to be the moment where they go like, oh, you've sold out. Like, like where, where, where it's like, it's like, oh, it used to be about the music, Al, but now you're just making songs for toys, right? What, and uh, Eric like, Idle can turn into a motorcycle and run people <laughs> over to your song, which is, which when you actually like say it that way is the most weird Al thing weird Al could do. Right. But uh, yeah, no, um, I, I mean, like if you've seen UHF, then you know that this movie is exactly a Weird Al movie, like just from the, the documentary trailer. UHF. Yeah, the documentary film UHF. Um, uh, if you're yeah. this far into the podcast, by the way, I just want to say thank you for sticking with what has to be just one of the nerdiest deep dive rambles that I've enjoyed <laughs> in quite some time. Like, there's bless your heart for listening to this. Fies. Your code phrase is uh, potato salad. And just put that wherever put that wherever you, you heard this podcast, and, and I'll tell you you did a great job, and that you're handsome or or beautiful or whatever uh, pl- polite compliment you want. <laughs> That's fantastic. Potato salad. Potato salad. Potato salad. Uh, the word. <laughs> I listen. I I I I I say this with with the most love and admiration for our audience imaginable. Uh, it is not a big audience, right? <laughs> Especially like like the new podcast. This is not. Uh, we I, have I, dozens I, of fans baker's yeah. dozens yeah um but the people who are listening oh, oh you clicked you clicked on the title of this episode you knew yeah, what you yeah, were yeah, here yeah. for um so i want to i just wanted to detract quickly to talk about how soundtrack soundtracks are for my life my favorite version of buying music mm-hmm. um because it's a curated playlist to a mood so like another great soundtrack out there if you don't listen to just the dumb and dumber soundtrack great soundtrack 
it's like you think of a lot of the ones where it's like any movie about like oh it's about music or like you know like i said earlier like your james guns or you're like tarantinos where they've curated this nice soundtrack like yeah it's good and good you get something that sneak in there where you're like this slaps way harder than it has any right to be in like a row like i do own on vinyl of course the prince batman soundtrack in case you mm. ever need to do a little vicky Vale or bat dance but there the look up some soundtracks to your favorite films and you're gonna find yourself like instantly transported into the mood of the film which is a special yeah. gift of this like now that's what i call music kind of stuff of like getting you right into the movie without watching the movie they're magical gifts yeah no absolutely i mean i soundtracks are essentially the only thing that i listen to um whether it's like a score like a like a john williams you know uh, or a, or a michael giacchino uh being my sort of top two composers right but then like yeah i i i discovered jeff buckley uh, as a as a musician via the vanilla sky soundtrack which i thought was just the greatest movie that had ever been made when i saw that movie um and 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 you know and then and then i wasn't 17 anymore and i realized that i wasn't probably uh uh correct about that but what i did take away from it is that jeff buckley is an amazing musician and so the only reason that i'm a fan of jeff buckley is because of a movie soundtrack like so many of my musical choices because i'm just not a music guy like they it's exactly what you're saying like it, it it's they're all tied to um like kind of going back to 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 capturing those moments those moods john mayer who is one of my all, uh, other favorite uh musicians i i love john mayer because i the first time i heard a john mayer song was in an episode of smallville right and so it's like so john mayer is associated with superman and i love superman therefore I love John Mayer music, right? Like, and so everything that I listen to goes gonna, back to the soundtrack. I'm going to give people another composer to look up for that's been doing a bunch of stuff they've probably heard, but might not have heard the name of, because I don't think it's really like name brand for stuff is Tyler Bates. Yes. Um, which if you don't know him, you're talking like the, the John Wick movies, the Deadpool yep. stuff. Uh, I think he just did day shift, the new one for that. Um, but like, if you want like an action pumping, like, big time get into the mood for stuff tyler bates is gonna have your back on just some like absolute knock the windows around music to have in there uh also i believe has done music for the transformers stuff um at least the video games i believe i saw his name so. nice uh yeah yeah to, I, to, to me it's like like yeah i don't i'm like pop music doesn't really um it doesn't really pull me in that that much right like it but unless you put that song in a movie that I love and then yeah. all of a sudden now oh, as soon as you can it, connect right? it to a scene. Yeah. I, I, there's a yeah. sad amount of, I have TikTok playlists just cause it's like, you know what? TikTok did some good music choices. There's some stuff in here. I like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So it's so funny that that's uh, I, but I think that that's a very, uh, that's a very geek. I, I, commonality right like i, I it's think the, a lot of the linked emotion of everything yeah you get these so you get these songs and they are forever tied to these movie moments you love where just playing the song kind of transports you through your emotions yeah. and, and like the auditory input to that movie the first time you watched it and that's again for this soundtrack there are other soundtracks that will have better individual songs on it yeah. Um, and again, in particular, especially if it's a movie about music or the music industry or working at a music, like High Fidelity is going to have a bunch of good songs in it, of course. Mm -hmm. But 
as an individual piece that was just slapped together by a bunch of producers being like, we got to get this thing pumping. We got to go. Like that yeah. was the design of this was sure. Move a couple units for it. They didn't even do the full release of the soundtrack until 2007 <laughs> from the 1980, 1986 film. The soundtrack came out, didn't even come out in Japan until like almost the nineties. Um, and then the full one with like the full score that we've been going on and on about didn't come out until yeah. 2007 with all 10 tracks. So, like, this was not their focus for the film in any way, shape, or form, and yet somehow just destroyed it. <laughs> like, just, if you need a workout mix, if you're having a rough day, it's, it's what is, if you're having a bad day, this movie helps. If you're having a good day, this movie improves it. Like, there's no mood that is not better with, I will, maybe don't play it at a funeral, but if it's mine, you can play this at the funeral. <laughs> well, I mean, like, at this point, I, I, I think that this episode needs to stand as 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 a component of your of your will and testament uh that at your funeral the death of optimus prime shall be played here's what you think you'd think that but no dare to be stupid just straight out of the casket bluetooth (laughs) speaker in my hands just do this thing uh you know i i i really i really really hope uh that someday in the distant future like let's just put that there but that someday in the distant future when this is a concern that 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 i i'm uh lucid enough at that point in time to remember this conversation mm. from the year 2022 uh the second episode of what at that point will be uh you know one of the most successful if not the most successful podcast it's true when you're that, just reflecting that, back on it yeah um yeah and and i'm you know i'm i'm in i'm in my my late uh 120s because you know like that because technology we're gonna live that of course so it's fine um it's a curse that we've given to ourselves to have to do this but yeah and in in, Uh, you know to paraphrase stand-up comedian dana gould i would like my remains scattered on the beach and also i do not want to be cremated (laughs) perfect yeah. Perfect. And uh, so, but uh, and and the and and as that is happening, the song "Dare to Be Stupid" will be playing. Right, just cranking at out full blast. So I want to give, if I can, a side suggestion to folks. Uh, first of all, I think the biggest sin of this podcast is that to do anything with it, we haven't been able to play any of this music. Which I <laughs> like all. Yeah. All I want to do now is just crank these tunes as we're talking about them. But yeah. if you love some synth rocky music and you have not listened to Jeff Wayne's The War of the Worlds musical, (laughs) do yourself a favor, play through that. Not every song in it is a banger like this thing, but you're going to get some of the most heavy synth music this side of of the 80s that you're going to be able to get your hands on. And oh my God, it's magnificent. I've seen it live. I've got the records. It's If you like this, you'll like that. I'm doing like the genius bar comparison thing for you. Um. I'll also I'll, I'll I'll throw in there like if 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 obviously I already mentioned Rocky Four, uh, which like could very easily any track from that could very easily just appear in this movie and vice versa. Um, but uh, uh, even the Transformers theme song just play it over the fight with Drago. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. it still works. I I but if 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 you are vibing off of this and and you want something else, I Tron like the oh I, yeah. yeah. I, uh, the Tron and Tron Legacy. Tron. Tron Legacy. But yeah, is and good. then Tron Legacy. You know Tron Legacy is good, but the Tron original soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, yeah, because like not just not just the original score, which like Tron has an has an awesome original score, but like the diegetic music that's that that that's sort mm-hmm. of like the soundtrack. There are some great great songs 
uh, uh, 80s songs, early 80s songs that are in Tron. Um, that's uh, that 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 if you want to get pumped, like if, if you want some some great 80s hype songs. Uh, yeah, that's an, that's another really good one. Um, awesome. You know, like, hey. I think we did it. Like I, I, I think that, that, that we've, we have now recorded a podcast. Is there anything left? Uh, we didn't really like get into, to your personal connection, I guess. Like, like, like I can tell you like the time. first, I remember the first yeah. time I heard, I mean, cause it was the first time watching the movie, obviously. Yeah. Um, which again, as someone born in 85, like I was always out of sync a little bit with trends, um, but still loved me some transformers. And I was over in my buddy's basement. Uh, we were, you know, sitting around playing some PlayStation 1, enjoying the Jet Moto game, I believe. Uh, we had just finished reading our Wizard magazines we had picked up at the comic book store. Really setting the scene for this yeah, early no. 90s, like or late 90s kind of thing we're doing here. Um, I can't remember dates. And when did the PlayStation come out? It was the PlayStation had come out. I know that much because that's what we were watching. Was, so we're we're probably firmly in like the 96, 97 era. Yeah. If PlayStation 1. No, no. We were not watching on PlayStation. It was VHS because I remember the distinct tracking lines on it now. Well, but the PlayStation 1 didn't play DVDs anyways. No, right? PlayStation so, 1 didn't play DVDs. The so yeah, there was so. tracking lines. And yeah. we were. I was distracted doing other stuff. And I heard Weird Al coming from this thing. And I'm like what are we watching the weird out? Do you guys got like the owl TV? Like when he takes over MTV, is that what's happening right now? So I've just been hearing rock music and I hadn't been paying attention. And I look over to this glorious scene of like Mad Max robots taking yeah. out other robots to a weird owl song. And I demanded that my friend rewind the movie all the way to the start. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, you've not been watching it this whole time. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You're starting from the beginning, buddy. <laughs> Like this is what's happening, and we just sat yeah, there. So, and so like, for for the kids in the audience, rewinding um, is like <laughs> is like going back to the menu. Wait, hold up, hold up, because the kids in the audience don't know what the DVD menu is. Um, it's like hitting the start from begin, play from beginning button in Netflix. Um, it only longer. it takes fifteen minutes, yeah. uh, and it's horrendously loud. For some reason, the VCR is able to play at the regular speed with like not a ton of noise. Definitely noise. Listen, definitely noise. Okay, definitely. Noise. You definitely can hear the VCR clacking away and playing this this VHS tape. But then when you put it into rewind. It's going faster, yet somehow taking longer and making the most noise you could imagine. So, like, watching movies late at night when you're supposed to be asleep, I don't rewind. Just, no. you gotta, you, you, you cannot, let her go. you cannot rewind. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you were asking a lot of your friend. This, this soundtrack is what made me turn my attention to this film, which has become one of my favorite things to rewatch. Again, just for nostalgia and for the feels. Um, I will definitely say like not the best movie ever, but still better than a lot of stuff we get these days. There's still like actual characters and development and like, yeah, the heroes are always going to win and the bad guys are always going to be beat. But again, just from the point of view of like, I seen out most of your main heroes for the start. If you're watching this for the first time, the feeling of no one is safe is more yeah. real than any other film I've watched in my life. Like every other Marvel film or whatever you're watching these days, you're like, hey, yeah, the main character is going to be fine. Or if they are going to die, it's going to be at the end in the biggest moment of the film. 20 minutes in, your main cast is dust, literally yeah. dusted. Yeah. And you're just like, 
all right, well, I don't know who any of these guys are, but I do not feel safe with them. <laughs> like, we're not yeah. going to be okay, everybody. Yeah, these <laughs> these are not the guys. These are not the guys. And if yeah. the and if the guys, like, if the guys that we know as like the ones who like defeated the Decepticons, if they can't stand up to these guys, and like, there's a bigger threat in this movie. I don't know how. I don't know how Judd Nelson and this uh, kid that he's hanging out with are going to do it. Uh, the kid does have like a robot suit at one point. He's got an exosuit, cool. which I don't understand how it doesn't break every bone in his body, but because <laughs> it also <laughs> he transforms. turns into like a yeah, like to a motorcycle sort of thing. I'm looking uh, at it right yeah. now. I've got one on my shelf, but <laughs> it's, uh, ne- it's next to my Grimlock. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for for my money, there are a bunch of Transformers movies, and the only ones worth watching are Transformers the movie and Bumblebee. Like I like like I uh, obviously with with two kids I think about this a lot and you know like when I'm gonna introduce them to certain things and like they've seen both of them the the the, the six year old and the three year old have seen all of the Jurassic Park films except for Fallen Kingdom because I can't be bothered to watch Fallen Kingdom again but but uh, that's that not for lack of, like not not for uh, extreme violent content but just because like i don't want to subject myself to that terrible thing. <laughs> um i but i i yeah like the transformers movies we've even watched the michael bay produced ninja turtles films the because actually was the I, I was, was gonna fun. say the second one is actually a really good ninja turtles movie it's the elevator just from the first one the elevator way. scene from the first one and the second movie are fun yeah. Yeah, bingo, bingo. You nailed it. You nailed it. We, we we are in perfect sync on that. And and what I was saying earlier about there being a definitive version of every like 80s, 90s theme song. Um, as a matter of fact, Out of the Shadows has the definitive version of the Ninja Turtles theme song. Interesting. Uh, the, 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 the theme song that plays over the credits, because not only is it a perfect like like update recreation of the original theme song it doesn't mess with it right like it like it does it justice it does it right it doesn't try to get fancy or weird with it like oh we're gonna do our version our spin it's just like hey here's just like a high fidelity this band playing the ninja turtles theme song but then it goes it breaks down into the into the rap right like into into like yeah, okay yeah. now we're gonna tell you about all the ninja turtle stuff and bebop and rocksteady and the shredder and krang and whatever but but it has a bridge in it that is go ninja go ninja go so it brings that in even though that has nothing to do <laughs> no. with out of the shadows but you need it's to just bring like it in. it's just like but you guys know that this is awesome so like we put it in the song so, so it's like a it's thing a, i miss from oh, sorry not to detract go ahead go ahead no 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 i'm just i i yeah like like we've watched those we haven't watched any of the 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 bay transformers stuff you don't need i to. D- i did start watching bumblebee with kara at one point this i think was before cassie was born but she kind of lost interest in it because it's it is a little bit of a slower movie but i that's mm-hmm. what i like about it is that it's got the 80s uh, uh kid finds uh alien vibe right like the et it's, it's a it's a robot horse girl sort of movie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god yes exactly uh, you find a horse uh, you tame the horse you go on an adventure with a horse but it's yeah. bumblebee but yeah, um, but it's a, yeah. I think we lost something again as a nation uh, when we stopped having movie songs that just explain the movie you watched. Like the end of Adam's Family does yeah. it. Uh, yeah. You got a bunch of horror movies. Like Alice Cooper did some stuff for the Friday series, I think. Um, 
Will Smith, obvious example. You watch Men in Black 3, and you're like, that movie was okay. And then Pitbull comes out at the end, and you're like, this whole movie's ruined now. I'm at the credits, and now you've ruined the movie, and I can't yeah. watch this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I re- yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think, And I think Men in Black might have been the last movie to really do it. Uh, Wild Wild West kind of does, but not The as music well. video for Wild Wild West was pretty good, though. It's fantastic. I, I, but, um, I mean like the, that, that song is the best part of that movie existing. Although like, let's be, let's be, let's be real. Let's break it down for a second. Okay. Wild Wild West. It's not that bad. It's really John not Peter's that bad. Finally. They, I mean, like, listen, he finally got his robot spider yep. that we know he's been wanting for yeah. so long. Um, he wanted it in Sandman, didn't get it. Wanted it in Superman, didn't and, get it. Wild and, but, Wild West, here we yeah. go. Giant Spider third act. It's not it's not Will Smith's best performance or best movie, right? Like it's not his best sort of like heroic leading man. Um I I I Kevin Klein kind of kind of not really doesn't really vibe with the rest of the movie you know what i mean like like he just never he's in kinda, a different movie than everyone else yeah he never kind of syncs up selma hayek i no complaints no, i no, never, never gonna get yeah, no selma no hayek. complaints selma hayek i just put her in movies that's fine um but what does take that movie from forgettable to worthwhile for me kenneth branagh great oh, movie villain great I mean, movie villain and like just obviously terrible terrible character like yeah every things obviously. he's saying do not yeah. age good even when it's like no no he's a racist from the south yeah do we need yeah. that <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah but in terms of someone like this man came to play he is prepared yeah. for yeah, this like day. chewing the scenery like like because you need a bad guy in that movie where at the end of it you're like yeah this actually makes sense that you would have a giant robot spider right? <laughs> which is what john peters was looking for is a movie where that made sense now it could have made sense in a superman movie I, like I, I, if i ever get to talk to kevin smith about that i'm like i'm I sure mean, like, he's you in were no gonna way do exhausted by doing this. yeah you were gonna do like if you're gonna do brainiac then a giant robot spider actually works perfectly but that's fine um so it's like you, do, you don't even have to like wedge it in there that's that is how that movie should end well do you know brainiac anything about spiders <laughs> spiders uh, are the deadliest hunters in the animal kingdom <laughs> thank you <laughs> um but yeah, like like that that character uh, uh, having a giant robot spider at the end of the movie, it just it just makes logical sense um, in a movie that defies logic at every turn. Uh, that is the only part that actually does make any sense because it is the only part that was important to the producer. So this this yeah. conversation like gently disassociating from itself, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is all connected because you know There's giant robots and, yeah giant uh, robots there was, there's fine. a giant robot spider that i can name off the top of my head except for black arachnia and tarantulas i got two yeah but yeah, <laughs> never there mind go. there you go got, got there. I, I i used to get coffee for the guys from beast wars we could throw that in the mix you know the, the funny thing about transformers is that um other than like sort of just my familiarity from a pop culture standpoint with it i the the only real memory i have of transformers from being an actual kid in the 90s um was an argument that my brother and another older kid were having about whether or not any of the autobots could fly because for some reason in the original series 
all of the Decepticons could fly. It didn't matter what type of vehicle. Oh, they yeah, no, like Megatron into. could just jump into Soundwave, I think, could just give it if he yeah, wanted. They would just, like, levitate away, right? Like, they would just, they could just, like, fly. But none of the Autobots could fly because they were cars. Except that, like, my because my brother was on the side of arguing, like, but some of the Autobots can fly because some of them turn into flying vehicles and is like i like that's my earliest memory of transformers but (laughs) i i didn't get into transformers until beast wars which we knew in canada as beasties right Mm um like so optimus primal was my optimus prime and when people like get into arguments on the internet uh in the transformer fandom and and somebody throws the truck not monkey arguments out there uh i'm like you know what like no i'm sorry but gary chop is the voice of optimus prime as much as i love ron perlman i love me some ron perlman um excited for the upcoming film to see how what terrible things they do to that um i'm gonna be watching it in so many ways like a car crash but we'll see how it goes (laughs) um again i sure would like to stay employed but we'll see how this is is um Ron Perlman being the voice of Optimus Primal in that over Gary Chalk is just ridiculous. Like, eh, come on. It, it, yeah, to me, it's one of those things where, like, if you're going to get Peter Cullen to come in and com- right? like to this complete bastardization of the character that he made famous, and he's going to, like, he's going to rock that throughout all of those movies. It To me, like, if you're going to do Beast Wars, then you should be showing that respect to Gary Chalk. Now, I also think that you and I probably have um, I, I, I don't want to say inflated because I think that he absolutely deserves it, but I think that I think it might be amplified. It's amplified, not inflated. It's amplified by the fact that we're to it. He has a really good voice. <laughs> he, he does like, but but I mean like, but I've had conversations with Gary That's Chalk. True. That's true. Yeah, like yeah. he almost came to my birthday party one time, um, <laughs> because because I am friends with him on Facebook, even though I don't really know him, but I'm friends with him on Facebook. And uh, a conversation started and he came into the conversation thread on Facebook randomly. And then uh, our, our mutual friend, Victor Hunter, was like, Mike, if you don't take this as an opportunity to invite Gary John <laughs> to your birthday party, I'll never forgive you. So I did. And then he said, I'll see if I like, like he was like basically like, oh, I'll try and swing by. And he didn't. But and I didn't nice. expect him to. Still nice. I didn't expect him to. But the fact that he humored us children in yeah, that yeah. moment uh, of like, so that I could I could say to to Victor that day, uh, Optimus Primal might be coming to my birthday party, you right. guys, which is like the dream of I think every kid who watched Beasties on yeah, YTV. We'll, so we'll say, like where he got his nice catchphrase of like, well, that's just Prime. Like he got yeah. that in there. He got to say that all the time. Like every catchphrase and stuff that gets repeated from Transformers is from this 1986 movie. Like anything that gets like the memeified of like, you know, like freedom yeah, is yeah, the yeah. right of all sentient beings and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like all of that, this movie gave to it. This movie is the core of what made Transformers important, yeah. in my opinion. Like yeah, TV like, shows on every day at home, but you can kind of glaze it over. This was the experience. And this well, soundtrack yeah. was part of that. Transformers the movie was like the exclamation point on the phenomenon that was Transformers in the 80s, right? Like Yeah. And like the GI Joe de- movie did not do the same thing. GI Joe no. movie it came out, I own it, it's fine. It did not grab the imagination of people. It is like if they are referencing it anything else, it'd be like 
okay, cool. Like I don't catch, like I'm not wise yeah. to that. I don't actually, I've, I should check the th- soundtrack for that. Maybe that's a banger as well. Never even looked it up, but this. Yeah. G.I. Joe, movie. the movie is not better than the cartoon show. I think that's the no. key on that one is that like transformers, the movie definitely takes the cartoon and then like cranks it up to 11. Right. In every way imaginable. Um, but G.I. Joe, the movie is like, it's, it's like a pale shadow of like those first few episodes, like, cause, cause transform, uh, sorry, G.I. Joe did a wonderful thing of like the, the, the stories were broken into parts. Right. So it's like uh, every, every sort of like main G.I. Joe thing. It's like, Oh, Cobra wants to do this one thing. They're going to build a weather machine. And then that weather machine is going to allow them to take over the world. Right. Um, and it wouldn't just be one episode. It wouldn't just be one 22 minute episode where we would deal with the weather machine. It would be like a three or four part arc. And like, that's what made, I think GI Joe like worth tuning in every week was like, Oh, what's going to happen next. Right. And so they were essentially mini movies on their own already. And then the movie came out and it was like, I don't know, man, like, is that guy a snake or something? I, this isn't, this is too much. Like you're pushing this, this whole concept too far of like the snake was a motif guys. It wasn't like a, <coughs> they didn't need to no. actually be snakes. Right. Well, but well, then I'm, the movie was well like we've been are. talking about this. I went and looked up, of course the, the various artists soundtrack here. First of all, it looks like it's just a score. Like I'm not actually seeing the same kind of soundtrack we're getting for yeah. this. It's all like Hasbro presents kind of stuff. Uh, but I will say track 15 is just called hiss. With like twelve S's, which I will give that that's amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. I uh, yeah. Okay. Now we have ab- absolutely done it. We've absolutely oh, yeah. podcasted. Oh my! Um, this is as long as the feature film now. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could actually uh, go ahead and just like hit play on the movie and hit play on this podcast, and you'll and, and you can ruin you'll discover... both of them. <laughs> Yeah, what you'll discover is that we planned none of this and nothing yep. syncs up. No. Um, unless you play it backwards. Oh, then, yeah, then you've wasted now you've wasted three hours. So uh, you're welcome. I, I absolutely fantastic talking about the Transformers colon the movie hyphen the soundtrack with you, Tyler. I where if people enjoyed this. Other than going back and listening to old episodes of Thunderquack, yeah, where can they enjoy your content on the internet that you would like um, them to do? You can find me on TikTok at Mr. Nickel, M-I-S-T-E-R-N-I-C-K-E-L. Um, I used to try a lot harder at TikTok, and now I don't. That's my review of my TikTok channel. So if you want well, that action, you know where yeah. to find it, baby. If if people if people go far enough back in your TikTok, they'll discover oh, yeah, yeah. where that <laughs> descent began. It, with you realizing that like the more effort you put in, the less bang you got for your buck. It was in terms of diminishing returns, it was astounding. Of how yeah. the more I cared about something I uploaded, the less it hit. And then the stuff where I'm like, I'm just going to throw, th- I might delete this. We'll see what I do. And then that one gets like 2 million views and a New York Times article written about it. And then the rest of the stuff is like, I worked for hours on this video. And they're like, and a thousand people moderately cared. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, 
Awesome. Uh, any anywhere else? You you got you got you got to hype up your 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 art account. You, oh yeah, it's a uh, Dork Zombie on Instagram and Redbubble. Um, if you're like, my day sure could use some digital portraits of scantily clad people that Mister Nickel likes, and I'm like, hey, these are my friends, and we should respect and celebrate their bodies. Uh, then that's really selling it. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that's how I do. Uh, it's a, it is a worthwhile follow, everybody. You should go check it out. Um, yeah, and you know, well, if you're on Instagram already, you should probably follow me on Instagram and check out my art as well, uh, which is uh, at Archangel Wolf, uh, Archangel with a K and yeah. Wolf with a U. Not uh, only is that I, good art, it's, it's, art it's art for that art. That's art you can actually look at while you're on the bus without worrying about who's <laughs> over your shoulder. So there's that bonus. Uh, to look, it. Listen. I admire you for creating the art that makes you happy because I'll say that like, I, I, it's not that I don't draw art like that from time to time. I just don't have the guts to publish it on the internet. Uh, usually, um, track so, yeah. 33 off of the GI Joe soundtrack is single and groovy. And I just wanted to get that in here. At the end. <laughs> Uh, man, uh, 17 is welcome to Bayou world, which is, I now have to listen to this goddamn soundtrack. I guess I don't look, listen, I'm trying to remember the plot of GI Joe, the movie and where single and groovy would fit into that. Um, uh, number 26 is prelude to pandemonium, which I will say sounds like a f- film noir. I would watch. And 28 is fun and war games. Whoever wrote the names of these tracks had the best goddamn time of their life. Uh, it sounds like a Michael Giacchino uh, score, which like, <laughs> like if you, if you want, I, uh, uh, I mean, mileage is going to vary depending on how much you like dad jokes, but I, uh, but if you want to have a good chuckle, I, yeah, just open up any Michael Giacchino soundtrack uh, and, and, and look at what he, he titles his songs because he does not take it seriously. Apparently this one was written by uh, Robert J. Walsh, famous for making the soundtracks to Revenge of the Ninjas and My Little Pony, colon the movie, and Johnny Douglas, who wrote for The Transformers, The Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man. So that's, you know what? I know what's up next on my stream and download list, and it's G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, the soundtrack. Hasbro, Hasbro really like, like they, they kind of just like settled into that idea of we're going to make movies, but didn't bother to like, I, I, I workshop any of the titles. They were just like, uh, Transformers colon the movie, GI Joe colon the movie, my little pony colon the movie done print it. Uh, and, and I think it worked out pretty well for them actually. Um, uh, they're still, around, I mean, so. I think they're doing okay. I yeah, think they're yeah. fine. They've just got all of the licenses. Somehow they managed to make the best Ninja Turtles figures uh, in my they collection. Because yeah. uh, they did they did the uh, the Power Rangers Ninja Turtles because they've got right. Power Rangers license right now. And these Power they Rangers just Ninja get, Turtles are just like, the, oh my God. If you've not so seen the, the Green Ranger Shredder mashup out there, listeners, oh, look it up. Dude. That's worth, that's good times. Oh, man. Um. Anyways, this is the problem with podcasting with you, Tyler, is that we can never end. It never stops unless we forcibly, like in a very contrived manner, say, this is it, you guys. We're done. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And uh, uh, man, who's next up on the list? Next up on the list. You know what? I'm actually not 100% sure. 
because I do know that I have I uh, at the end of September. I I well, because this one's the beginning of September. It's the beginning of October. Okay. I have uh, Ty Black, uh, one of my absolute favorite people on the internet. She uh, has a, a, a YouTube channel called Wit and Folly, where she does uh, sort of like these deep dive video essays into uh, myth and storytelling. Uh, with it, with a really big focus on sort of like the the Campbellian Joseph Campbell hero with a thousand faces, uh, uh, you know, hero's journey type stuff, um, and we're gonna talk about a Knight's Tale, which I am Ooh. very speaking excited. of soundtracks. Hey, speaking of goddamn soundtracks. hell yes, hell yes, because that one has a hell of a soundtrack. I uh, so that one is coming up in October. I uh, so it, four weeks from this episode, um, but but I have been talking with Marie Claire Gould from What the Force, and I think we are going to do an episode in between those two as well. So um, I I kind of have been saying on other podcasts like the thing about Perfect Ten is that I really really love this concept. And the original plan was to do it every four weeks, and I'm still kind of going to stick to that. Except that I also might not stick to that. I might, if if I can line up guests and get episodes out on a on a more frequent basis basis than that, I'm not going to hold back. But you'll get an episode at least every four weeks. But I, I'll come I, back. I'll talk about more dumb stuff. I like. I don't care. Uh, th- th- this is my this is my fear with the with the not having a permanent co host. Right? Is that is the fear of like burning out my friends and like them being like, oh, Mike's asking me to be on his podcast again. But but I do also think that the conceit of the podcast of like, please come talk about a thing that you love, is is uh, I, I maybe I'm, I'm I trying to look at my DVD shelf right now to think about what next thing what the next thing I is. would talk yeah. about as a so, perfect ten because this one jumped out immediately for perfect ten, but my next one's gonna take some thinking. I think you're gonna no, have to yeah. wait, no uh, animated Ghostbusters. Okay, we're good. Okay, okay. I uh, yeah no <laughs> easy I. I, but yeah, so, uh, so if, if, uh, if Marie Claire and I can work that out, um, in, in between now and when Ty and I are scheduled to record that episode will be about the webtoon comic lore Olympus, which if you haven't checked out, mm-hmm. I have just recently started reading it and I started reading it and literally messaged her. Like, I think I got about eight issues, eight episodes into it, um, and messaged MC and was like, Hey, when you come on Perfect Ten eventually, when your schedule uh, allows, uh, I would love to talk about Laura Olympus with you. And uh, and and she was like, "Well, I want to talk about that, so let's figure it out." <laughs> so uh, so hopefully we can figure that out. We can schedule that uh, in 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 amongst her very very busy schedule um, and get that out in two weeks from the time that you're listening to this. Um, but if not, uh, then the next episode will be a Knight's Tale with Ty. Uh, at the beginning of October. Um, nice. And no matter what, in, in between there, you're also going to get episodes of Force Perspectives, which, Tyler, you're going to have to come on Force Perspectives and talk about Star Wars with me at some point as well. What's a I Star don't Wars? I'll, what's a Star Wars? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> but that ne- the next episode of that, which will also be in two weeks, um, is going to be with Curtis Finley. So, um, nice. which, like, 
I haven't talked with Curtis about Star Wars very much. Only the episodes that we did, we did a, a, a three-parter on Pullbox Podcast at one point when the Marvel stuff, when they, in you know, 2015, they took over the license again. Mm. And um, when the trade paperbacks came out, we we reviewed the first three trades. Um, well, you so that's really the only time. You need time. to review Lego Star Wars and I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great thing about Force Perspectives is that it's essentially the same thing as this show, only it's <laughs> specifically about Star Wars, where I'm just going to ask you, like, what's your favorite part of Star Wars? And then that's what we're going to talk about. So so think about that. Um, so that's it. That's that's like all my my plugs for everything. I I. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Brian Murawski. Uh, if you want to become a Patreon producer, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack. It's the $20 level. Uh, it just gets you a shout out on the podcast. So, you know, if that's worth it to you, uh, then then go do it. But, and if uh, you, you use get... code potato salad, I will draw you at least one Autobot. <laughs> there you just go. for this just for just until the next one of these podcasts comes out once the next one's up if there's already another episode after this i won't do it anymore but if you do it i'll do that that's the, i'm saying that's true that's the thing i'll do i'll give a there shit. you go <laughs> <laughs> I, oh um, i want to say i didn't say it's gonna be a good drawing <laughs> but, it, but it will be a drawing but yeah. it'll be a drawing I, I, if you wanted to get this episode early, if you're sitting there on the friday and you're going i really wish i could have listened to this on tuesday then all that's only all it's going to cost you is a dollar a month, a dollar a month. Wow. And you know what? You can, you can pay for a whole year in advance and get 10% off. Yeah. And so, I am not doing it for the dollar a month crowd though. I'm sorry guys. You gotta no. <laughs> that's for the, that's for the $20. Okay. It's $20. Okay. All right. Well worth it. You guys. I, I mean, I say that because Tyler's not going to get any of that money. I am. No, I'm not, I, I'm not even looking for anything. This was also not no. something we discussed beforehand. I decided this right <laughs> no. now. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't discuss very much about this podcast at all beforehand. And we yet just... somehow we've discussed absolutely nothing for an hour and a half now. And if you're still listening again, you're better than most people. You're just, you're a superior human. I don't know what yeah. else to say. You, yeah. I mean, it's just a fact of science, right? I, that's it. That's it. Uh, okay, we can, th- can thunderquack.com. There are other podcasts and stuff. You'll get the whole rigmarole after this, anyways. Uh, thank you, Tyler, for doing this. I, I, it, it is. I a had no fun well. whatsoever. Oh, uh, no, okay. it was great. I, I, we will, I'm sure we will have you back on one of the podcasts very soon. Um, to talk about, I guess, I guess Ghostbusters or Star Wars, Ghostbusters, maybe- Red Dwarf, Hitchhiker's Guide, whatever you need. I'm here for it. There you go. This literally just looking at things on my desk right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thunderquack Perfect 10 is hosted by me, Michael Cohn. Follow us on Twitter at ThunderquackPod, on Instagram at ThunderquackPodcast, on Facebook at Thunderquack, and join us on Discord at Thunderquack.com slash Discord. Support the podcast by heading to Patreon.com slash Thunderquack to get early access, bonus episodes, and the Thunderquack Perfect 10 pop quiz. Thunderquack Perfect 10 is part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.
Um, but anyways, the out of that poster, the thing I find yeah. most upsetting uh, is an eye for an eye after the list of terrible things this gang has done. Because I'm like, does that mean she's going to do that to the gang? Because that's bad. Too. Like, the killed part, yeah. okay, but that first part sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also, like... I don't think that's going to have the desired effect. No, no, you're not going to be able to get that. Well, not if you're looking like you are on that poster. Good for you, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because the because the teenage part of me is like, I need to watch this movie immediately. Right. Look up some screenshots for it. It's there's there's one of her wide eyed holding a knife to a guy's throat. It's just like, wow, there's a lot going on in this movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I think. I think I'll do what I usually do with with uh, with eighties movies of this caliber, and that is, I will watch the terrible nineteen eighties trailer because there right. is no such thing as a good trailer in the eighties. Um, they're all fantastic and wonderful to watch, but like not it's necessarily effective, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah. And and I'll and I'll and then I'll check out some. There is a VHS out there called Linda Blair: How to Get Revenge, which is supposed to be like a training tape for things you can do to get revenge on people. And ninety nine percent of them are deeply illegal. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's literally like, hey, you know what you could do? Take the hose for someone's house and run it through their mail slot so it floods their house. And you're like, yeah, that's definitely a crime. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah, that's you a, could sign that. You could take their address and sign them up to a whole bunch of really offensive mailing lists. Yep, that's a federal crime if you're using the mail. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm gonna hit stop now. I'm gonna hit stop. Okay. For real.